हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा कृष्ण कृष्ण हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे वी आर रीडिंग फ्रॉम श्रीमद भागवतम कैंटो वन वर ऑन चैप्टर इलेवन एंड आई बिलीव वी प्रोग्रेस टू टेक्स्ट फोर थ्रू फाइव एंड इट इज रिगार्डिंग Lord Krishna's entrance into Dwarka, such a um, such a very sweet leela. All of the leelas in the scriptures have a lesson behind them. If we look carefully. If we steal our hearts and try to connect with the transcendental meaning of it, we will get so much from this. But before we read, we like to sing Jai Radha Madhava, and I'll get the cartels. The smaller one. Ya 
Continuing to follow Krishna's entrance and pastimes into Dwarka. We'll read text four and five. Five we we're not able to put on the uh, board. So when we go through and repeat, I'll just repeat uh, the text five, and that's okay unless you have your book with you. Um, you can read along with me. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Gnana Timuranda Syadananjana Chalakaya Chakshun Militam Nina Tashma Shri Guru Venamaha I was born in the darkest of ignorance. My spiritual master opened my eyes with the torch of knowledge. Offer my most humble and respectful obeisances to my spiritual master and to his spiritual master, Srila Prabhupada. Text four. Atropanita balayora verdipa evadrita Admara mamphornaka manija labina nityada Tatrapanito balayora verdipa evadrita Admara mamphornaka manija labina nityada Tatropanita balaya verdipa evadrita Admara Mampurnakamam Nijalabin Nityada. 
And if anyone wants to read along with the text that's on the board, please feel free to do so. Atropanita Balayo Parvir di Pam Ivratita Admaramam Purna Kamam Nijalabin Nityada Atropanita Balayo Ravadipa Nivadrita Atmarama Purnakamam Nijalabina Nityada. So going on to uh, going on to text five. Priti Utpula Mukha Proku Hashagadgadyagira Pitaram Savasuridam Avitaram Iva Bakaha Priti Utpala Mukha Proku Oshagadgadyagira, Pitaram Savasuridam, Avitaram Ivabakta, Bakaha, Priti Utpahala Mukak Procure, Oshagadgadyagira, Pitaram Savasuridam, Avitaram Ivabakaha. Patra, thereupon, Upanita. Having offered Balaya presentations, Rave up to the sun, Deepam lamp, Eva like Adrita being evaluated, Atma Aramam unto the self sufficient. Purnamkamam, fully satisfied, Labina, by his, I'm sorry, Nija Labina, by his own potencies, Nityada, one who supplies incessantly, Priti, affection, Upalamukaha, Cheerful faces, Roka, fed, Asha, gladdened, Gadya, ecstatic, Gira, Gira, speeches, Pitaram, unto the Father, Sarva, all, Suridam. Prince, Avitaram, the guardians, Eva, like, Abakaha, wards. The translation here is the citizens arrive before the Lord with their respective presentations, offering them to the fully satisfied and self-sufficient one who by his own potency incessantly supplies others. These presentations were like the offering of a lamp to the sun. Yet, the citizens began to speak in ecstatic language to receive the Lord, just as wards welcome their guardian and father. Again, for my purification. The citizens arrived before the Lord with their respective presentations, offering them to the fully satisfied and fully and self-sufficient one, who by his own potency incessantly supplies others. These presentations were like the offering of a lamb to the sun. Yet the citizens began to speak in ecstatic language. To receive the Lord, 
just as wards welcome their guardian and father. In purport here, the Supreme Lord Krishna is described herein as Atmaram. He is self-sufficient, and there is no need for him to seek happiness from anything beyond himself. He is self-sufficient because his very transcendental existence is total bliss. He is eternally existent. He is all cognizant and all blissful. Therefore, any presentation, however valuable it may be, is not needed by him. But still, because he is the well-wisher for one and all, he accepts from everyone everything that is offered to him in pure devotional service. It is not that he is in want for such things, because the things are themselves generated from his energy. The comparison is made herein that making offerings to the Lord is something like offering a lamp in the worship of the sun god. Anything fiery and illuminating is but an emanation of the energy of the sun. And yet to worship the sun god, it is necessary to offer him a lamp. In the worship of the sun, there is some sort of demand made by the worshiper, but in the case of devotional service to the Lord, there is no question of demand from either side. It is all a sign of pure love and affection between the Lord and the devotee. The Lord is the supreme father of all living beings, and therefore, those who are conscious of this vital relation with God can make filial demands from the father, and the father is pleased to supply the demands of such obedient sons without bargaining. The Lord is just like the desire tree, and from him, everyone can have everything by the causeless mercy of the Lord. As the Supreme Father, the Lord, however, does not supply to a pure devotee what is considered to be a barrier to the discharge of devotional service. Those who are engaged in the devotional service of the Lord can rise to the position of unalloyed devotional service by his transcendental attraction. The um, mood in which you hear what is being spoken makes a big difference. We come here with open hearts, ready to receive the words of the scriptures. And in that mood, we accept what is said. Now, I was reading the first paragraph, and it says, the Lord is described herein as Atmaram, is self-sufficient. And there is another description of the Lord that puzzled me at the time because I always thought of absolute as something that equated to mass. But this is um, the Oxford Dictionary definition of absolute. Then there is a theological definition of absolute. The the philosophical and the theological definition of the absolute actually describes the Lord. It is described as 
something that is beyond himself, which means there's nothing beyond Krishna. Absolutely nothing beyond Krishna. Of course, yes, he is self-sufficient. He needs absolutely nothing from us. Um, he's all cognizant and all blissful. And let's see, the other definitions were complete, total, unbound, outright, entire, has no need for qualification, and he is never diminished in any way. Now, we're talking about the Lord, our Father, every single entity in the universe's Father, and to know that we have that type of representation from our Father is absolutely mind-blowing and amazing. When you think about certain leelas in the Vedic scriptures, let's say right now we're honoring Lord uh, Damodar. This is Damodarastakam. And most of us know the story of Lord Damodar, how Mother Yashoda is nursing him with her breast milk, but she suddenly notices the milk boiling over on the fire. So she ceases to nurse Lord Krishna, and she goes to tend the fire. Long story short, Lord Krishna's upset. You've, you've taken his meal away from him, and in the mood of a child, which he can appear in any mood whatsoever, he's angry. So when you take something away from the child, he has a way of expressing himself. Krishna went and he broke the butter pot that was hanging from the ceiling. Well, when Mother Yashoda comes back, she sees these butter footprints bleeding. She goes to find Lord Krishna. He's sitting on the mortar. And he's sitting there like an innocent child that's waiting for punishment. Now think of this. He is all-powerful, but for the mercy of his devotees, he can take any mood he wants. And there's this loving exchange where Mother Yashoda is trying to bind him. No matter how many ropes, she's still trying to bind him. And he sees that she's having such a difficult time. He allows her to bind her in the mood of love. At least once in our lifetime, we need to experience something similar to this. To, uh, to think of Arjuna, you know, the Battle of Kurusetra. Krishna asked him, he gives him an option. Do you want my total army behind you, or do you want me as your charioteer? He didn't have to ask Arjuna. He could be anything he wanted. As a matter of fact, he could take out the entire army. He didn't need Arjuna. He didn't need his army. All he had to do was glance, and that was it. But this is a leela that is playing out with a purpose and a lesson in it. So even in the process of Krishna being his charioteer, taking a subservient position, he's doing it because Arjuna is his very dear best friend. And it's sweet to think of someone so powerful, so powerful that he controls the very breath that we breathe, the very days that our lives are numbered. But he takes this position to serve Arjuna. Now, there is another one I'm thinking of, um, Sudama. Sudama, his childhood friend. And he's a typical, he, he's a typical Brahmin. He's serving, but he's not asking anything in return. As a matter of fact, how dare would he think to ask anything from Krishna in return? But he goes to Krishna because his wife is asking him, because they're they're poor. And the most that his wife can get together is some chip rice 
Now, all of this has a point. It's leading up to a point. Lord Krishna already knows when Arjuna approaches the palace, when uh, Sudama, excuse me, when Sudama approaches the palace. He also knows what Sudama has, but when Sudama presents it to him, they're sitting and they're talking, and it's like, oh, are, uh, Sudama, what is it you're hiding from me? What is it you're holding from me? And of course, the most opulent meals can be prepared by Krishna, but Sudama has chip rice, so Krishna is greedily eating the chip rice, and Radharani, Radha has to stop him because she's afraid he's going to spoil his appetite. He's doing it out of pure love for the devotee. We have to be in a mood of as possible, as much as possible, pure devotional service. We must want to serve Krishna because we want to. Because at some point in time in that serving process, you're going to develop some feeling, and generally, usually, that feeling is love. If you're approaching the devotional path properly, you develop love for Krishna. And in text 4 through 5, it speaks of humble offerings that we make according to the Vedic practices. When you're offering to the sun god, yes, you offer the lamb. But this lamp is nothing compared to the sun god and his potency. Absolutely nothing. The point that's being made here, beyond this, before this, is that the women, the people of Dwarka have missed him so much. They're feeling dejected. He left them. They have no idea when he's coming back. But when he comes back, they're so ecstatic. They are so happy. Krishna sees this and he accepts it because this is, in a way, a presentation to him. Does he need it? No. He needs absolutely nothing. But he accepts the relationship with the spirit soul according to whatever that particular Rasa or Leela is with that individual. Each and every one of us has a particular relationship with the Lord. Totally different. There may be some similarities, but they're totally different. And he doesn't ask us to, he doesn't say build me an opulent temple. People do it because they want to do it. He doesn't need it. It belongs to him anyway. Everything they're using belongs to him. If Krishna wanted to, he could fill all the pots, all of the, uh, what do they call the donation boxes, the hundi? Yeah, he could fill all of them with so much Lakshmi, so much Lakshmi that there would be no need, absolutely no need to, to ask for any donations. They would have everything they want. But he's like the father, or the mother, but he's the parent that wants his child to develop properly, especially being in this material world. We're automatically contaminated when we come into it. We're all considered sutras when we enter into the spiritual world. As a parent, again, it is not the wisest thing to give your child everything he wants or she wants. You may be able to do it, but... If you track that child or someone else's child that's gotten so much, over time they appreciate nothing, and over time they're going to want more and more, and they're not going to be so concerned about where it's coming from. They just have developed this taste for material things. And because we're in the material world, it is very easy to develop a taste or a lust for Lakshmi, for beautiful things, for 
opulent things, things that make us stand out from the crowd. Well, when you're raising a child properly, that little child does not realize that whatever he's getting is coming from you anyway. When my my uh, son and daughter were little, um, the son generally has a special relationship with the mother, and the daughter has a special relationship with the father. Well, my son would always bring me these pictures uh, from kindergarten, and I would always have to ask, what is it? And I would listen to him describing what it was, but you know what, whether it looked like what he was describing or not, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And it goes back to the um, the uh, shloka, what is, uh, chapter 9. Uh, if any of you remember it before me, that's great. But I think it's 9, Bhagavad Gita, chapter 9, 26. Ah. Patra Pushpam Bahala Toyam. Yumi Bhaktiya Prayachati Tat Adam Bhakti Uparitam. Asnami Praya Atmanam. If one offers me with love and devotion a leaf, a flower, a fruit, or water, I will accept it. No one should ever feel that they cannot come to the temple and honor the Lord properly unless they have a lot of material things to give. It's very nice when you have that exchange that you want to give Krishna, but he makes it very clear that in the mood in which you give him is what makes the difference. He'll accept a flower. He'll accept Telsey. He'll accept a little water, a a leaf. Whatever you give in love and devotion is appreciated and multiplied by the Lord. Sometimes what happens is when we are in this material world, we get a little sidetracked by the energy around us, by the association around us, And it comes to a point where we think we have to have a lot to mean something to someone. So when we make an offering to the Lord, sometimes it's not in the mood of devotional service. It's in the mood of, look what I've got. I've got more than you. Look how I'm honoring the Lord. That's not proper devotional service. It's nice, but do you know that everything you're offering is already Krishna's? I'm just saying that in the mood that we are offering Krishna in the mood that we are giving, it must be in the mood of devotional service. It just can't be what a, a business transaction. You give me this, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. Or, um, yeah, a transaction. Or, like an order when you're going up to a fast food place, well, Krishna, I want this, 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 and this, and I'll give you this, and automatically there's an arrangement. Well, you could probably do that for a while, but it won't come to any good. It will not. And as I said, no matter what you're offering to Krishna, he already owns it. What's important is the love, the genuine love in your heart that maybe immediately you'll feel it for Krishna. But over time... You should feel some love and affection for the Lord, like either a a parent, a friend, a lover, and it should be completely unconditional. No matter what happens around you, no matter what happens in the temple, no matter what's going on, you still have this exchange between you and Krishna because ultimately that's all it's about. As long as you're serving with devotional, as sincere as possible, even if it's just a little insincere, if you're chanting, maybe not with so much purity, but you're trying anyway, there will be benefits from it. But you can't buy love from anybody. You can't purchase it. 
Krishna wants it sincerely. And as I've said many times during the pandemic, we are in a perfect position. Whether you've taken Diksha or not, you understand Krishna, you worship Krishna, you honor him. This is a perfect time to share that knowledge with others. There are so many people. There are so many people out there that have nowhere, absolutely nowhere to turn. And if you've not developed a foundation of faith, you're lost. You are very, very lost. You can maybe go to a, a supermarket or get on an airplane and just notice the people around you. Their faces are drawn. Um, they're kind of lost and they're kind of lonely. You'd be amazed at just a simple greeting. And mine is probably as simple as I'm going to make it because even though I don't know people, eye-to-eye -eye contact, I've made contact with you. I'm looking you in the eye, and I'm asking, how are you? Well, it doesn't throw too many people off because it doesn't matter whether I know them or not. It's like they're carrying Krishna in the heart, Paramatma. So when I walk past, when I walk past you and ignore you, I've ignored Krishna too. It's polite. It's honorable to respect others, and in the mood of a good devotee, whatever you can offer at that time, even if it's a pleasant word, offer it. Now, as I said, and I always go over time, as I said, we can offer with love pretty much anything to Krishna. He will give as much as he thinks the devotee needs, needs. Sometimes he'll give you more just to see how much trouble you'll get in and see how much you can handle it. When you cannot handle what he's given you, he'll begin to take it away. It's like, why am I giving this child this? And we're all his children. Why am I giving this child this? And they don't know how to honor it or respect others while they have it. He takes it away. But there is the other side of Krishna. So I'm trying to go along with the text. Pure love and affection, of course, we have. But when you develop this relationship with the Lord, you automatically understand, yes, he is a desire tree. And yes, at some point, when he sees that you're trying to make progress, he'll start to take things away from you. It does not bode well with others when they don't understand why they don't have this, why something is not happening for them. Their health is in shambles. It's a wreck. It's like, oh my gosh, Krishna, are you kidding me? Is You really want me to go through this? I have those conversations with Krishna. It's like a friend. Um, there are times when things are so painful, it's like I, I just... Stand in front of him or stand in a spot in the house and and I'll talk to him like a friend. He likes that. You don't disrespect him, but you talk to him like you have a, a relationship with him. And I'm always asking him first, do you really want me to go through this? And when you understand that whatever it is that you're going through is Krishna's arrangement, most of the time, there are other things that we do ourselves and create the mess, but most of the time, it's Krishna's arrangement. And there may be times when you cannot handle it. And it's okay to ask Krishna, Lord, please help me. Please give me, allow me to have what you think I need for my growth. And that way you kind of cover most of the ground. You're not asking for something that's not going to help you further your devotion or love for him but you ask him that anyway. But that is a sign of love, of true love, when the Lord takes things away from you. Because the Lord does not want anything to be an obstacle on your path to devotional service. So think about what you're going through right now. Each of us individually, we're going through something. You're probably going through something that someone else is going through. 
which is not strange, which is why that other saying, a point of Srila Prabhupada is keep the have the association of devotees. It is very important to be around those that are like-minded because if you are in a mood with others that are just slamming the situation that's going on in the world, you're going to remain down in the dumps. But when you look at it a little bit further, you may not know it now, but there is a point to everything that we're going through. It's also very controversial to say in public that this is mass karma. We've all, in every country, we've done something unacceptable that is wrong, that falls under the guidelines of beyond naughtiness. We've done some things that are not wrong, that are not right. And where in the history of the world has every country been affected by this? Now is the time to look at ourselves. Now is the time to look around and see who we have around us. And now is the time to regroup and to try to get ourselves on track. You are not giving up your life when you offer devotional service to the Lord. You are not missing anything when you surrender. As a matter of fact, you're gaining more than your dollar could ever buy. You are gaining a permanent relationship that continues lifetime after lifetime, body after body, and that is priceless. All we have to do is surrender and serve, and most of us misunderstand that surrender and serve it means that, okay, I'm, I'm bowed down and I'm serving someone. Well, in essence, you are. You're serving Krishna. You are serving your father. What has he given you? You are here at this point in time because of Krishna's arrangement. Not a lot of people are able to enter the temple grounds. You have done something that was good, that was right in Krishna's eyes for you to even hear his words. Now is a time where we think clearly about where you were, where you've come from and where you are now. Think about it really clearly and you'll realize in the majority of situations where you have allowed Krishna to control it, you're in a better place than you were before. Because you're in a better place than you were before, you owe something to someone. When you, they call it paying it forward. When you get something, give it back to someone else. Don't sit on it. Don't sit on the boons and the mercy and hold on to it. Give it to someone else. Exchange it. It is such a nice feeling to give back to the Lord. It, it really is. So all I'm saying, um, in the scriptures that's being read to you, is that our Father, our Lord, is omnipotent. He is Atmaram. He is absolute. He needs absolutely nothing from you. But he loves that exchange. He enjoys the exchange of being treated as a friend, as a family member, as a confidant, as a lover, in the most purest form. He enjoys these things. Try to develop more of a relationship with the Lord so that while you're on this earth, while you have the days that have been designated to you, serve him. You will never, ever go wrong. You may not understand things as they happen, but understand that they are for your good. They are for your benefit, especially if your hands are not in it, trying to make things work out, give it to Krishna. He knows, he knows everything about us. Accept the path of devotional service. Accept the fact that we are gifts to the Lord or to others, and accept the fact that anyone that you're personally associated with, friend, loved one, uh, wife, husband, whoever, Treat them as gifts from the Lord. 
Because whatever you're giving out, you are going to get back at some point in time. And just briefly, I think about people that abuse each other. Are, are you out of your mind? Do you think you can actually continue this and not get it back? And what's sad is when they start to uh, get the, the results of their actions. It's very sad. But when you have an opportunity to understand who the Lord is and what your position is, your life service purposes are unlimited. Everything is his. It is nice to honor the Lord in such a way that you show some respect for what he's given you. Develop that sweet exchange, that sweet love between yourself and Krishna. There is nothing like it in the world. And then hopefully he'll give you some type of energy, some type of mercy where you can give to others because we should be serving others. There is nothing condescending about serving the Lord. It is an honor to serve the Lord. Even if you're washing pots, if you're cleaning the restroom, it is an honor to serve the Lord, regardless of your position in the temple, regardless of the title you're given. That title goes away the minute the life breath leaves your body. What's important is your sincerity. Offer it to Krishna. And be cognizant of all the blessings that he's given you and honor them properly. And understand, again, if things are being taken away, they're mainly being taken away because they are stumbling blocks in your progress on the path of devotional service. So I'll end at this point. Any comments or questions that you want to share? Any experiences? Yes, Prabhu. Sanatana? Ah. Hmm. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Us uh, not Santana, Sanatana. Sanatana is making a point of how important it is to express um, greetings to other people. To uh, say it again, so they can hear. I don't know where the. They do. And we never know what anyone is going through at any point in time because what we see is probably an illusion. It's probably that person putting up a front, and if you spend enough time with them, you'll realize how deeply they have sunken in their consciousness and their feelings. And just your greeting from a devotee will make the difference in their day. And it may be the thing that uplifts them and it helps them to carry on. So, our words are important. How we associate with people, it's important. And if we are not associating in such a way that is enlightening us and helping us on the path to devotional service, look around you and see who are you associating with? Who is it? Srila Prabhupada always says, have association with devotees. Devotees that are doing the right thing. And if you read in Srila Prabhupada's books, you'll understand what the right, what is right and what is wrong. There is no excuse. Every possible lesson in life is in the Vedic scriptures. Every possible lesson. So take advantage of it. Take advantage of this time during the pandemic with this extra time that maybe some of us are working from home. Use it to read Srila Prabhupada's books. It will get you through Anything and everything. So, thank you. Yes, Prabhu? Yes. 
They went through a horrible time. But if you're patient, if you understand who your source is, and you understand he can do anything he wants, be in the mood of service to him, not because you're afraid of him, because you understand who he is and his relationship to you. Even if you go through some stumbling block, you will, over time, understand that stumbling block is to your benefit because you are in a better place as you think about it. Yeah, very good point, but the pondering. Yeah, read it here and read when he ends up. Game two. Arjun goes on to be successful. Um, in many situations, things that are taken away, don't be so upset about them. Especially when you understand that those things could be taken away. When we think about, and I'll make this last point, when we think about our loved ones that are being taken away, that's a really hard pill to swallow. Because, yes, there's a reason that their life ends at a particular point in time. In this lifetime, we're supposed to learn detachment, and gosh, is it difficult to learn detachment. But we should, for the benefit of that individual, for their health for their opportunity to transmigrate, to change bodies for whatever purpose, there's a reason behind it. Hard to accept, but accept it. Accept the fact that whatever person came for you came for your benefit and your higher good. When you're in the mood of that, when you continue to chant, have association of devotees, take prasadam. Um, when you have an opportunity,